Ho 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 fuckers and welcome to a very special Christmas little edition of Singly Fucking Mistaken. Now, listen the fuck up. Why am I fucking back? Why are we doing just a one-off little Christmas special? Let me tell you fucking why. There was a beautiful woman from Nelson who slid in my fucking DMs. She inspired me to do at least one more episode. Now, I will get into this a little bit more later on down the track. But firstly, the woman from Nelson. She is this beautiful, beautiful soul. She just said she fucking loved the podcast. She loved what I did. And it made her laugh. It made her smile. And that was the whole point of why I did this podcast to begin with. And I was just like, you know what? By not doing it, I'm fucking contradicting what every single motherfucker said to me. And I'm not following my own integrity, my own sense of what I want to fucking do. I'm worried too much on what y'all think. And to be honest... I don't really give a fuck what any of you think because this one woman changed my fucking perspective and I wanted to do a Christmas special. I want to talk a little bit about a lot of different things. I want to talk about some fucking dating things. I want to talk about some fucking men updates. I want to talk about returning back to fucking Auckland and maybe something a little bit more about dating and just update you guys on what the fuck's going on in my life, what the fuck I've learned and just generally have a fucking little ho 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 Christmas chat. Firstly, men update. Somewhat daddy, my ex. Now listen the fuck up. He has removed me off all social media. We, I just think he's just done with it. I think he doesn't want to really talk to me. And I think he needs a clear, clean break. I don't know, maybe he fucking hates my guts for talking about him on the podcast. Not that anyone fucking knows who it is, unless you're a really, really, really fucking close friend, which is about two fucking people. But it's like, what is it? If you know, you know. The thing that I just want to state first is a lot of people said I talk about my exes a lot. This relationship was a decent nine months of my life. It was very much half of my time where I was going through isolation slash, you know, quarantine in Melbourne when we were living there. Is that just isolation? Not quarantine. Isolation. And the point was this person was a big part of my life when I started doing this podcast. It was part of the reason that I thought, you know what? I have had all these experiences, not only with him, but multiple different other people that I want to share. So if I want to talk about my fucking exes, I'm going to talk about my fucking exes. However, I will take into consideration to try and keep exes to a minimal. I did a stupid fucking thing last night and I ordered him a Christmas present. And you guys are going to be sitting there going, what the fuck, Ross? You just said how he just removed you off all social media. I'm like, I fucking know. And this is a thing. I don't even have told any of my friends, any of my family this, because I know they're going to be sitting there going, you're a fucking psycho idiot, why would you do that, what a waste of fucking money, but this is how I look at it. This man, I spent nine months with, he may not want to talk to me anymore, he may not give a fuck about me, who knows, he could be dating someone else, fucking someone else, whatever. The thing that I think in my mind is why we were together is Christmas was always a really hard time of the year for him because he didn't have a really strong family sense. He didn't have a lot of people around. He never really got Christmas gifts. So when we spent our very first Christmas together, which was last Christmas, we made it a really big ordeal. Now I'm someone, I don't really love Christmas anyway. I have a lot of weird feelings about Christmas, but I sat there last night while I was in bed thinking, it would be so awful if I didn't send him something. He's someone that's by himself. He's someone that doesn't have a lot of people around him constantly. So I really wanted to make sure that he had a gift for Christmas. So even if he was spending it alone, spending it with friends, I didn't ever want him to feel like he didn't have someone that thought 
about him and wanting to do something nice. And that's just me being a fucking genuinely nice person. I know people are going to think that's really fucking stupid and going to fucking judge me on it. And I don't really care because it's what I felt was the right thing to do because he's still a person at the end of the day, whether he fucking likes me, doesn't like me, doesn't want to talk to me. He's still a person. And because he was such a big part of my life, I think it's still really important to acknowledge that and to just make sure, at least, you know, for this one last Christmas, I'm not trying to fucking get back with him or do anything like that or start drama or shit. I'm just genuinely trying to do something nice and thoughtful because I've been thinking a lot recently about why I need to do these things. And I'll fucking tell you why a little bit down the track. And that goes into why I hate Auckland. Mr. Sexy Doctor Man has finally moved away, but not before we had an amazing session of sex. Now, this was in the unreleased episode. With this man, I was a real fucking screwed. I was screwed of his cock. Like, I've told you about his fucking dick before. And this is the thing, is a lot of people, when I talked about him, like, especially friends, were like, you're going to get caught up in it. You're going to get caught up in the motion. I'm like, I don't care about him that much. I'm like, I do care about him as a friend. I do care about him a lot. He's someone that's important in my life. However, when it came down to it, it was never a relationship. It was never anything serious. <sighs> But the sex, look, I have not had a cock inside my ass in well over a year and a half. So when that happened, I was like, Jesus, take the motherfucking wheel because I was real screwed. But this man just put his arms around me, pounded the fucking shit out of me. And I don't think I've had a better orgasm in such a long fucking time. I was like, holy fuck. Not only did he pound my fucking I'm so sorry because my sister listens to this podcast and she's always like, I learned so much about you. I'm sorry, Melanie, you need to fucking tune the fuck out because this is very graphic. The thing is, he then asked me, I want you to take me to the bathroom, bend me over the basin and breed my hole. And me getting this 30-something-year-old man that wants me to just pound the shit out of him is a challenge I will always say yes to because hot as fuck. So maybe that happened. Maybe it was a great sexual experience for the year that was needed with someone that was great, not disposable, but disposable on a sex relationship front. And now we're just really good friends. He's moved the fuck away. He's off to live his best life with his partner and we're really happy for him. I think like he's going to have a great time. I don't talk to him as much as I did when he was in Auckland. He's still settling in. There's still a lot of shit for him to get through. But we're sending him all our love and best. But R.I.P. Mr. Sexy Doctor Man. Because this will be the last time we talk about him on the podcast. Unless it's an example of whether I even do the podcast continuously. Now we have obviously got a few new men on the radar. There's some that we fucked up a little bit by saying some real dumb shit while we were drunk. And not like even like talking about feelings, like literally accusing this person of potentially like going to have a fucking orgy at a sex party. And I was joking, just being sarcastic. And maybe they took it a little bit seriously because they haven't heard from that motherfucker since. So whoops. In terms of dating life here, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Auckland has ugly, small penises and not that cute men. Just some real tea. Like I'm just really not interested. And to be honest, which we'll get into further. I'm so fucking sick of being treated like a motherfucking object by these men that I'm not even sexually attracted to. I'm like, okay, okay. So that's basically the men update. So you guys are fucking up, up to date. I know you're like, what the fuck? Why are you sending your ex's Christmas gifts? And why are you fucking not caring enough about Mr. Sexy Doctor Man? Shouldn't there be some fucking drama? 
not everything has to be drama about boys that I've slept with or I've dated. Sometimes it can be about other people, which gets me into returning to Auckland. Now, listen up. I have been back for three and a half months now. I have really, for the last couple of weeks, full-on cut myself out of social media a lot. I've been replying to people a lot less. I've turned off all notifications because I have had such a horrible... Let's just get real for a second. I've had such a horrible time being back because I felt the loneliest I ever have in my life. Now, I'm not saying that things aren't good or things aren't great or I'm not happy. Like, for the most part, I am. But there are a lot of times where my mental health and the things that I've struggled with, which there's a lot in my past. A lot of people think that I'm just this perfect little fucking white rich boy and that's not the fucking case. My life has been very extremely difficult and a lot of people don't know about it. The thing I think that makes me struggle a bit with coming back to Auckland. So I suck at talking about my feelings in general. Like I feel more comfortable sitting here talking on this fucking podcast about shit than I do to my own family or friends sometimes. And people are going to go, Ross, that is so sad. But I actually don't, this is the weird thing. And I think really strangely, and my therapist has told me this. I don't really care if people know shit about me or know stuff. There's very, very minimal things that will hurt me or upset me these days. Um, but when it comes to my past, it's like, I just, I don't know what it is. Sometimes it just takes me a while to trust a lot of people. But then if it's out there on the internet, I just really couldn't give a fuck. I'm like, I want people to listen to it and learn off it or laugh at it or laugh at my misery because I just don't really care. But I just don't like sitting there going, this is openly how I feel because trust no ho. That is always the life motto. Trust no fucking ho. And the thing is, it's like coming back has been extremely difficult because People that I considered, with quotation marks, by the way, friends or good friends or people I could actually rely on are the ones that fucked me over worse than any man ever fucking could have. Now, this is just some real life fucking shit, but I had a group of friends like that I would consider my group, my circle, that I considered so fucking close, fucking people I trusted, I opened up to. And I caught up with these people quite early on when I first got out of quarantine. However, since it's been another fucking three and a half months since that, I have not heard from these motherfuckers at all. Now, listen up. I am not someone where I'm going to sit there and go, woe is me. Oh, I haven't heard from them. Ross, why don't you message them first? Now, this is the shit. I always message these people first. I always have when I lived over in Melbourne. I fucking did when I first got back. The thing that fucks me off the most about it is I opened up to these people saying, I am struggling right now. I am not in a great headspace. I'm feeling really fucking depressed. I am struggling to know who my friends are. All these people were so excited that I was coming back and haven't put any time in. I just really need my good friends around. I really want to spend time with you. I opened up to these motherfuckers about how I was feeling, right? Afterwards, and after dealing, let's just note, after dealing with their fucking shit, I have not heard from them. And that is something that fucking cuts a bit deep and hurts, to be honest. Because after years of being friends with these people and dealing with all their fucking bullshit and their crap and their fucking issues and life problems, the one time when it comes down to this is how I'm feeling and something that I really need and I needed some fucking support, which I never, let me just say, I never ask anyone for unless I really fucking need it. These cunts totally black out ignore me. Now, I'm not saying, like, 
look, maybe I pick shit friends. Maybe I can bite in the wrong people. Because I do. I tend to go and aim for people that need help or need advice or that need to be cared about. I talk about this with my best friend overseas in London. She and I, or she always says, Ross, you need to stop caring about people. And I'm working on it. That was my 20 fucking 20 second half goal is to care less about people. And I know that sounds really harsh, but it's that point that I do care about all these people. And it's not that I'm ever going to stop caring about them, but it's that point that I need to stop worrying about their problems. And I need to stop putting so much of my time and energy into always feeling like I need to help others because it is a really good and bad trait. And there's a time and there's a place and I can't put myself below everyone else. And that's what I fucking do, especially with these friends that ignore me. Like I would fucking go to the ends of the earth to do anything I could for them, period. And now I'm sitting here like, what a waste of my fucking time for people that I considered like family. It's like, it's a shit way to fucking treat your friends. Even one of them I did catch up with, not one of the two, but one person that knows them. And the real tea is allegedly, fucking allegedly, this friend had said, should we invite Ross along to this event? And these motherfuckers chose to ignore that message. Purposely did not bring it up, did not discuss me whatsoever, as if I just don't fucking exist. And the friend that I caught up with was kind of like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Has something happened? Has something gone on? Have you said something? Like what? I said, I have no fucking clue. Because to my knowledge, everything was fine and dandy. And I'm like, do these people expect me to be the one to reach out to them first? Because that's not how friendship works all the time. These people, I used to spend so much time, they know so much about me. This is the thing that fucks me the most. And it's not even like I'm real upset. It just fucks me off and it makes me angry talking about it because it's like these people know all the fucking hardships. They know how I was treated in my fucking childhood. They know the shit that I grew up with in my teens. They know the fucking pressures and expectations that have been put on me my entire life. They know what, to an extent, my mental health is like. So having these people full on never contact me and reach out after I've opened up to them. After it, literally, I have dealt with all their fucking breakups, all their fucking own personal mental issues, and they fucking did the exact same thing. This is what fucks me though. The exact same thing that every motherfucker I considered a good friend would do. Now the thing is, even since I've been back, there's also been people that have been like, let's catch up, let's hang out. They were fucking shady ass friends to begin with. And there's people... Honestly, one of the examples, wanted to catch up and hang out, but then was talking shit about me after they messaged me to someone else that I knew. And because I'm not a fucking idiot, shit usually gets fucking back around to me because Auckland, another reason I hate it, everyone loves to gossip and be up in your personal shit. Everyone cares so much about everyone else's lives. And it's so fucking weird because they all have this perception and it's this Auckland thing or this New Zealand thing. They care so much about the perception that others have of them. But I'm like, if you're going to sit there and talk shit about every single person, I don't give a fuck. Talk as much shit as you want about me. I always say, say it to my fucking face. I'll probably agree. But if you're going to sit there and be like, I want to hang out with this person or anyone for that fact, and then go out of your way to talk smack about them, like, what the fuck? Like, why? You clearly don't want to be friends with this person if you have all these issues and you're fucking hating on them. And this is the thing. Oh, this is what I hate. This is one of the things I hate about Auckland. I'm sitting here dealing with a bunch of fucking people that are not real. And people are going to be like, Ross, there's real people out there. You know what? If they were real and they cared about me, and I say this to any fucking person that talks to me, 
if you're fucking real and care about me, I do not expect a lot. My best friends, like the ones over in Aussie at the moment, well, actually two or three of them are over in Aussie at the moment. There's one over in London, one in America, and there's a few all over. But these people that I actually talk to aren't people I talk to every fucking day, but I know how to fucking go around and see me a fucking message or try and call me if I'm busy or understand where I'm coming from. Where these fucking people in Auckland, they like, let's make a time, let's hang out. This is when it's convenient for me. Oh, that's not convenient for me. And they're kind of like, oh, fuck you then. Or they want to hang out with you, but then go ahead and talk shit about you. you There's not many fucking real people in the city. And people wonder why I drive myself fucking crazy, why I don't want to be here and why I always talk shit about New Zealand. New Zealand, the country, is a beautiful place, but the people, at least on an 85% majority, fucking suck balls, and they don't even fucking do it well. So I'm kind of at this place at the moment, I have a couple of really good friends here in Auckland, and that's what really matters to me, but that fact is all these fucking fake-ass friends that say they support me, say they care about me, and then don't give two rats fucking asses, are what really fucks me. The next thing... I fucking hate, is all these fucking men, and people like, Ross, you fucking ask for it, and maybe I fucking do, maybe I'm just being ignorant in this case, but I will post a picture of myself, and I am always flattered, I always am like, thank you for the compliments, I'm glad that you find me attractive, I think I'm the ugliest motherfucking toad cunt in the world, however, stop these men in Auckland, where I've explicitly said they have ugly penises and I'm not interested and I'm not even looking for a relationship right now or even really open to dating super, super seriously, might go on dates and get to know someone, but I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. No one fucking does. And well, in relationship, I don't know what I'm doing anyway, but it's that point that I'm kind of like, these men just slide in thinking because I'm back and suddenly shirtless that Because I've got a nipple out, that means I'm ready to give you a good sucking? Like, are you fucking for real, cunt? Like, am I allowed to say cunt? I'm going to say it so many times. It's so disgusting how people objectify me. Like, like I literally am just a sexual object. And this is the thing. Overall, I'm so sick of being treated like a fucking transactional object to people. Because that is honestly how I fucking feel. Whether it's these men in my fucking DMs or, like, friends... They treat me when it's convenient for them, when they get something from me, and when they've got a better fucking offer or they can't deal with the harsh reality that I fucking provide them because I am honest as fuck and real to who I am. They either want to fucking bitch about me, talk shit about me, use shit against me, or they're just like, fuck you, you ugly cunt. If you're not going to suck my dick, I'm never going to fucking message you. Until two weeks later when I post another fucking thing on my story with my ass out because, you know what? I fucking squatted and I worked really fucking hard on my ass, so I'm going to share that shit to the world if I want to fucking do it. Fucking not. How's that for some hot fucking tea in your mug, bitches? The thing that really annoys me as well with these comments is like, and the way that people talk about me, it's like, and I know, to be honest, there's people that talk shit about me with my gym because I post a lot of shirtless shit now and people have talked smack about it because it has come back to me. People don't realise I literally have so many fucking mental shit going on that I have been diagnosed with. I have really bad body dysmorphia. I still do, to an extent, I've worked so fucking hard to get to a point feeling comfortable putting that shit on the internet, and people are going to be like, Ross, you're just talking shit. I was a fat as fuck child, and I was so pretty much underweight, very underweight, actually, when I was in my teens. It was disgusting. Like, I had a point where I wasn't even eating shit like that my mum packed me for lunch. I would eat one meal a day, because I felt so disgusting with how I looked. Even now... I still think that about myself sometimes. I am proud of the progress I've made because 
I need to work hard at the gym, not only for my mental health, but for my own perception of myself and what I want to be and what my goals are and what I myself want to live and look like in a healthy life, you know? And for me, I'm trying to feel comfortable in my body and work through. My body dysmorphia has taken some massive leaps in the last year even, and it's been so positive for my mindset, but then people will sit there. And this is the thing that's real nasty is people talking shit and suddenly saying, because I put my fucking nipple out on the internet that suddenly I'm a fucking slag or I'm a slut. And these are people that know me and know shit about me like this. That's what really fucking hurts. And that goes into the shady fucking shit from friends. So it's kind of like no cunt in this world ever actually knows how I feel or what I'm fucking going through. And I'm pretty open. Like when people, like I know I just said, I hate talking about my feelings, but I'm pretty open with a lot of shit from my past and the shit that I've dealt with because I never want people to feel like, they're alone in this world. I never want someone to go through the shit that I've had to do or not have support or not feel like they have someone to rely on us to, or actually just be fucking a nice, decent human being because it fucking sucks. I've dealt with that for pretty much all of my life. Having people around me that don't care about me, that I can't talk to, that have just treated me like shit, treated me like an object. And the reason that I'm open about talking about my mental shit maybe not so much my feelings I do keep those quite guarded and it's something that I've been working on for the last year and being more open about it you know even in my last relationship I've told you guys like it was really struggling to talk about my feelings because I really tried to and it's something that I had to learn from that situation to apply to later life so I don't become the same fucking 30 year old gays that can't just talk about their feelings and just use people for sex or use people like that and then just shut them off and go through it like fucking milk carton milk carton egg carton go through the eggs crack 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 next one but it's that point i hate people out there feeling like they don't have someone right i genuinely do think i doubt myself and think that sometimes i'm an awful fucking person and this is why people leave my life and treat me the way that they do but on the same hand i am a genuinely nice person i care and love anyone that comes into my life if it's for five minutes or five fucking years I will always look after people, respect them, care about them. And people like to just kind of treat me shittily because I will let them. That <laughs> sounds fucked. But it's the thing is like, I know everyone needs an emotional outlet. I know sometimes people need someone to take shit out on. I know sometimes people need me for a certain amount of time until they find something better or find something else that helps them. But there's one thing out of all this shit stuff in Auckland, the one thing I'm really proud of in myself that I've learned over the last three months to finish on a high on this topic is at least I'm fucking genuine and I am real and I am honest and I stick to who I am and I don't change that for any motherfucker. That is the fucking tea. Even with these shitty ass friends and these fucking basic ass men in my story, stories, yeah, but DMs, at least I keep shit real. I do not sit there and fucking flirt with people that I'm not interested in. I do not lie to my friends and I keep shit honest with them. And I have never once sat there and gone, I need to fit into the crowd or do things differently to make other people happy. Apart from maybe when I was in my feelings about the podcast for episode six and I was like, I care about what everyone else wants. That's the only time I think I've been like, I care too much about other people's opinions, which is fucking stupid. It was so dumb. Nelson woman, if you're still listening, thank you so much. You helped me a lot with fucking my mentality in terms of the podcast. So you fucking, I deserve to send you baked goods, not you sending me. If you can hear all these things, I'm so sorry. I've got the fucking doors open today. It's hot as shit. It's humid. As I sit here in a fucking hoodie, but I've got no pants on. Lol. 
<laughs> wait for a comment about that. Oh, I just don't deal without your pencil. <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. So, nowadays, let's go on to a little topic. It's like, and this is something that I've been studying a lot and reading a lot about recently. It's like dating and people not knowing what they want. And it's something that I find really ironic. We, the gays, let's, this is specifically aimed at the gays. And I find it really fascinating. And I don't think it's necessary that I see it a lot. And I've had this discussion with my friend over in America. The younger generation shocks me at how different they act people that are 15 16 17 versus people that are in their 20s now it's like i know it doesn't seem like a lot of time but the attitude and the mindset is so crazy like it actually blows my mind how different it is and maybe that's just a me thing because i grew up quite fast i don't know i can only obviously on this point speak from my own experience i did have to grow up really fast in my childhood i never really felt like I fitted in with people my age. A lot of my friends have always generally been older and that's just been the way it is. So maybe it's my mindset and philosophy on this. But people in dating have this weird thing and it's kind of fucked where they fabricate their own idea and mindset of who and what they want to date, which is just to be really frank honestly a better version of themselves and it's like their long-term and ideal partner is basically them the whole thing about it is like these people subconsciously just want to date someone like them and it's a really typical gay thing you'll see gay couples that look the exact fucking same dress the same both gym both have tans both have the same color hair they look really similar because they just want someone that's like them it's this egotistical thing in their mind they think I just want to date someone like me because I understand myself. And it comes from, I think, especially in the gay world, a lot of people aren't, you know, they don't, it's like myself. Like, I'm, to be honest, I would never want to date someone like myself. I could never. I would fucking be like, this is the worst relationship of my life. I, would, I wouldn't date me, so why the fuck could you? But it's that egotistical point a lot of gay people do want to date someone like themselves because they think I need someone that is exactly like me because it's someone that's going to understand me. And it's someone that is going to be able to get what I want, know who I am, be able to deal with my shit rather than looking at it from an outside perspective going, I need someone that's the complete opposite to help me grow and to break out of these habits. They may not be so good. Like for me, for instance, I used to always think I need a relationship and someone to teach me to do these things or someone to hold me accountable. But then I'm like, no, what I learned was I actually need to be by myself and single so I can hold myself accountable, right? And it's that thing that these people go out and think they're ready for dating, but they're actually not because they don't have a clear perspective on what they actually want. They have a clear perspective actually on what they want, but not actually what they need. And it's like, I suck at saying this, cognitive dissonance. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm sure that's right. Um, Sorry, I'm just having a mind blank. But it's that, point that people have such inconsistent thoughts and have no clue what they're actually ready for and it's so intriguing because like even this guy and he's in my dms at the moment he just wants me to come suck his dick basically i'm like "Mm, am i keen i don't really know to be honest great body but i just don't know if i'm kind of ready for that kind of level of commitment yet and it's that point that he doesn't know that i know what he's looking for in a partner because Mr. Sexy Doctor Man told me. Um, I hope this guy's not listening. Oh, fuck. But basically, this guy just wants an exact replica of himself. And I shit you not, down to the fucking details. 
Like, I don't want to out all who this person is, but basically let's say someone in a similar age group with successful career goals or a career that's going somewhere that makes a certain amount of money that is in this type of physique um, and this type of height has to be this kind of sexual... Well, not say sexual preference, because obviously it's like they want a fucking fag, but they want someone that is going to have sex in the way that they need. What, like, a preference? A sexual preference? What do you say? They want a top or a like, top bottom. What is that called? What is that fucking called? Anyway, they want someone that is versatile. We'll just fucking admit that. And even someone I've dated, the one of the fuckboys that I sort of dated and slept with, he was the same. He's like, he always used to say, Ross, I think you are perfect. I think you're the most beautiful, perfect man. Wow, this is bringing back Mr. Sexy Doctor man flashbacks. Shit. You are the most perfect, beautiful human being. I could never date you. And I'm like, huh? What? What the fuck does that mean? Basically, he told me he could not date me because I wasn't this... Even though I was perfect and beautiful in what he liked... I didn't fit into this bubble of what he wanted for a long-term relationship, which was him, someone that was like in their late 20s to early 30s, someone that was muscular as fuck, someone that was versatile. This could be the same person, basically repeating the same shit, but it's not. It's two fucking different people. Should they date? Apparently they tried it and it didn't fucking work. But this guy literally was like, I'm like, how can you sit there and say that I'm perfect and beautiful and amazing and show-stopping, never been done before, never been the same? And then be like, no. I'm like, this is what I mean. People have no fucking clue what they want in this motherfucking world. They just want themselves. And that's totally fine. If you want to date someone that's like themselves, I'm not judging. But really think about, is someone that's exactly like you going to be good for your own personal growth? Because if you just date someone that doesn't challenge and push you, do you stay the same? And... Some people are going to be like, I'm happy with the way that I am. But that's not how you grow. Like, life is all about growing and development and learning new things and opening your mind. Like, I'm a fucking very, very, very open-minded person. When it comes to everything, I will never... Like, for instance, I'll never attack someone based on their political view. And people, I know, can get so angry about it. But I also look at it, this is why we have politics. is so people can agree and disagree. And there can be things that we all believe in it's the same thing like we're not all going to be interested in the same fucking topics or things we're not going to all be into fashion or cars or fucking gardening or anything like that because if we all did we would all be the fucking same and as humans yes we are unique and we focus a lot of attention on being unique but realistically we are all people but we do need to balance and work off people that are going to help us fucking grow so it's like when it comes to dating Date someone that's going to look after you and fucking push you. Like, gays especially, PSA, stop caring about yourselves. Maybe that's like a fucking general statement, but worry less about yourselves and think about your friends. Think about people that you like. Think about what you enjoy in other people and think about what you suck at. We all suck at things. I'm not perfect. By any fucking means, I am not perfect. But I know my faults. And that is one thing I'm very proud of. I know what my faults are. I can honestly admit them. I'm not ashamed to. Because I think it's normal. And we need to normalize being like, you know what? We all fucking suck. We all have issues. We all have things about us. And that's totally fine. But just be honest about it. And if you can't be honest about it to other people, at least be honest to it with yourself. 
And think about realistically, are you going to go date someone that's just the same cunt as you? Because you're just going to get fucking annoyed. And realistically, you'll end up in an open relationship, probably cheating on each other, but you won't be cheating because you'll be open and then drama will happen. And then you'll just be like, oh my God, what the fuck? I just hate this person, but I'm going to stay with them because they're exactly what I want. The fuck? I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen and it's not healthy and it's really, really fucked. So I need an address and you guys can skip this if you're a bit bored, but it's the podcast issue. Am I continuing singly mistaken for 2021? Now, listen the fuck up, you little hoes. This episode's been a bit different to what we typically do. It's obviously a little bit less on the sex front, more of a personal life update, but it's my fucking podcast. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Singly mistaken, the whole guest element, the whole show, I do love it. I love the concept. You know, the woman from Nelson was like, just talk about normal life. And that's why I want to do an episode just kind of updating on a lot of things, talking about a lot of shit, and just kind of having a real chill, fucking fun episode, just opening up about some stuff and being real with you guys. The podcast for next year, I don't know. Now, I need your guys' opinion, because I've also been thinking about going back to vlogging. I used to love, and I still love being in front of the camera, I love just talking really openly would you guys, and you can leave me a fucking message, you can write to me on my personal Instagram, you can write to me on fucking Singly Mistaken. Do you guys think that's a better idea, doing something shorter and just like doing more of those kind of ranty fucking styles and kind of bitching about shit in a comedic way and like talking about some real stuff on YouTube and having a full video platform? Or should I be sitting there going like, like the podcast and just sitting here and talking about it here like what works best obviously I, I can do both and they can both be different um but I don't know like the thing that I just concern myself with with the podcast is sometimes I do feel like I'm forcing the content not today obviously but in other times I don't want I don't ever want to feel like I'm forcing content but then I'm also like do I want to sit here and just talk about my personal life constantly I don't know if it's going to be very interesting for y'all. I'm not that interesting, despite all these fucked situations that happened to me. But I don't know. I cannot confirm or deny. I am considering, potentially, I wanted to give a little Christmas episode because I love getting into the Christmas spirit. But y'all tell me, what what do y'all think? But also, I just want to thank you guys because I know I was just going through a bit of a time on a personal level, so I did need a break. Um, So... It is a potential to come back. And I really respect people that did message me about the podcast and was sad that it stopped. But it was just a very strange time. It's been a weird year. I needed some time out for me. And I hope you guys can understand and respect that. Especially now that I've kind of talked a little bit about what's going on or has happened. Um, I'm actually in a really fucking great place. Like, I'm actually all Gucci, all Prada, all Louis. It's like... It's all been really good, fine, and dandy. It's just had some really challenging moments, especially returning to Auckland, and just figuring out what is next. And that is through so many different aspects of my life. So, y'all, sometimes I don't fucking have all the answers to life, but I try and create them as much as I fucking can. But vlogging, podcasts, let me fucking know. Now, 2020 has been an interesting time of the year. It has been a very, let's say isolating (laughs) time but one thing that we did all struggle with was having sex and I decided in the Christmas spirit now there was not a lot of people on this list but I decided to rank the only five sexual moments 
of my 2020 and figure out who is getting the singly mistaken best sexual experience award 2020. Now, I am going to be really honest, there's only been five sexual experiences. I was in a relationship and then we were in fucking lockdown. So what y'all fucking expect? Now, coming in at number fucking five, because I'm just going to get right fucking into it. Obviously, it's a Mr. Sexy Doctor Man and Lil Croissanti threesome. One word. Shit. Period. Two words. We all know how that went down. If you don't, you might need to go listen to episode four. But, yeah. That was just not the fucking tea. It was just... It was just so bad. And I was so tired. I'm like... That's not good. It was not good. Coming in at number four was a more semi-recent development, which we'll call Hotel Hottie, which is someone I've known for years. I haven't slept with them. They actually used to be stray. Isn't that wild? And the reason that he gets number four, now it wasn't bad, but he just jerked my cock so fucking bad. I'm so sorry, my sister, if you're listening to this. He jerked my cock so fucking roughly and hard that literally skin peeled off the side of my woohoo. And by my woohoo, I mean my willy. And by my willy, I mean my penis. So it was not great. It hurt. I mean, the experience was fun, but he's also trying to slide in my DMs and make it happen again. And I'm like, Ugh, now that you just want me as a sexual object, I just get bored when people like that. I'm like, mm, it's not really what I'm looking for. Like, I don't need sex constantly. I really don't. Unless I'm into you, yes. But like, otherwise I'm just like, fuck off. But yes, my penis did get attacked. And she survived. She made it through World War. She returned home and she healed. And so that's the main thing. Coming in at number three. Now, the top three were a hard toss-up because they were all so different. But number three, based on the fact that it probably happened less so during the lockdown isolation period, would have been with somewhat daddy and our sexual... Like, to be honest, me and him, I'm sorry, but we have such good sexual chemistry when it happened. It was just, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm putting it at number three because the other two just rank it a bit more. I mean, I've talked enough about him this fucking episode, so whatever. But it was good. I've never complained. Would I fucking go back there? 100%. I <laughs> 100% do it. Much to probably people's disagreement, I would. Because that's, that was fucking bomb.com. He was a great at sucking dick. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. And he gave such good hand jobs. Way better than that number four. And that only got number four because it was not as bad as the shitty threesome. So, coming in at number two, now this was a tough one, is someone who was going to remain unnamed. But I may have gone on another date. I may have had something that I like to call floor play, which is floor play on the floor. That is the worst fucking thing I've ever created. I'm so sorry. And listen up. He just knew what he was doing. We were talking for a while. And... You know when you just know you've got the sexual chemistry via the DMs and it's just there. This man, this fucking man, I was like, I want him in me. I want his penis in my mouth. I want to fuck him. Whatever he is offering on the table, I will take. The sexual energy was just so fucking there for us. So he and I had this amazing foreplay. 
I sucked that dick. He came so good in my mouth because this mouth has had some experience. I've never given... Blowjobs are my specialty. Blowjobs are my specialty. Sorry about it. So he sat there and he's like, you know what? I want you to jerk your fucking cock while I eat your ass. And I was like, oh my God. And it was great. It was so great. And it happened on the floor at one of our houses. And I just really enjoyed it. And I have to say one of our houses because I can't disclose the actual real information of what happened there. Anyway... I, it's a long story for another day. It's a long story for another day. That's not what y'all think it is. And if the people that think they know are listening, this is so fucking discreet, but if the people who think they know are listening, no, not there. And of course, how can we not give the singly mistaken best sexual experience of 2020 award to none other than Mr. Fucking sexy doctor, man. That motherfucker, whether he was just playing my feeling and playing me around to have sex me, that bitch knew what he was doing. So, <laughs> fucking Mr. Sexy Doctor, man. MS. Mr. Sexy Doctor. MSDM. Let's go. Anyway, you fucking take the award this year and maybe the only ever award for best sexual experience because you. You went there, you knew what you were doing, but you knew how to just say, shut the fuck up, this is what we're fucking doing. And I fucking loved it. And the versatile content is always something I will live for. On that fucking note, whores, thank you for sticking by on another fucking wild journey. I want to wish you all a merry, slutty little Christmas. I hope you guys are getting lots of gifts and big or small packages. I hope someone is coming down that chimney like the little ho-ho-ho that you are. And look, I will keep you guys updated on what is happening for the year. I hope you enjoyed this little Christmas surprise rendition. Go give us a follow on Instagram, at Singly Mistaken. I'm getting rid of that fucking Twitter, fuck that shit. Otherwise, guys, until next time, I will see you next time, and I will catch you in the motherfucking next one.